0: This is Bite Size History with the Saints.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hi everyone, it's Megan.
2: And it's Bradley. So as you probably know, this is our in-between week. So this podcast is a little bit different. We are still trying to figure out what recipe we're going to be using. It's more difficult this week than it has been for the simple fact that Even though New Zealand is relatively close to Australia, there aren't a lot of food types shared between the two. So we're having a lot of difficulty trying to figure out what we can actually get. And we're finding that not a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of the big things with it is when the Polynesians came to New Zealand, they brought a lot of things from the Polynesian islands with them. And that's super helpful when it comes to like more variety, but it's kind of difficult when you're basing it off of what you've already made.
2: Yeah, and like we thought that okay, well, you know New Zealand's known for the kiwi well, the kiwi's not native to New Zealand.
0: Nope, it's also known as the Chinese gooseberry.
2: Yeah so we can't use kiwis and that was supposed to be an easy win I I will admit, a little defeated on that one.
0: And it's like there's some things we can use, like we can use the taro root again, I personally don't want to it
2: If we have to, we will. It was, the prep was horrible. The prep was horrible, but it wasn't bad tasting.
0: No, it did taste fine. I think I just was so bothered by the gooiness of it.
2: By like holding a live squid? (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. But that's the thing is that we have to use what we've got. And we know taro root and we can get taro root in Canada. That's one of the issues is literally being on the other side of the globe. It makes it a little difficult to get some of the uh, foodstuffs. And then some of the foodstuffs that, you know, we would sit there and go, okay, well, we could eat that. Well, the Either the animals aren't you know, sold because they're just not, or they're endangered, or all sorts of other things that have gone into uh, making this weeks recipe a little bit more difficult.
0: <laughs> I think we're still banking on fish. Um, yeah, fish
2: is going to be the easy one. But I was hoping for some fruit because we haven't had any fruit recently. I like fruit. And that's one of the problems is there's not really any fruit that we've been able to identify that we can get here in Canada.
0: Yeah, because that was one of the things, even with Australia, when we were trying to put together stuff for that, especially for the dessert, I got really excited because there's a bunch of, you know, native berries and stuff. You will never buy them here. They're never going to be available in Canada.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest issue with us doing this and being stuck in a geological location. If we were able to travel and go to places, we wouldn't be making this blog. (laughs) We would definitely be doing something else i was
0: gonna say we'd be traveling and you probably wouldn't hear from us for weeks
2: yeah you probably never would hear from us <laughs> but that's part of the fun of this is trying to actually make this work
0: when well, it is actually kind of apt because like our whole purpose of this was showing that if you know if somebody was in china in a certain time period they wouldn't have access to all these foods on the other side of the world we also still don't have access to all those foods across the world
2: yeah, once we get to the Americas, this is going to be so much easier. Oh my easier. goodness.
0: Thanks, NAFTA.
2: <laughs> Just the fact that most of the food that is grown in the Americas is grown across the continents. It may not have started off growing across the continents, and we're going to be wary of that. But it's the fact that, you know, corn, it grows here in Canada too. So corn's not an issue to get a hold of. Most of the game that we eat, you know, deer, birds, those kinds of things. all Except for turkey for some reason, because Canada claims it has a turkey shortage.
0: Well, the U.S. was claiming that too, but they were still selling it like crazy.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird, especially when you literally see (laughs) whole groups of turkeys just walking down the road. But we have a turkey shortage. (laughs) Maybe that'll... Remedy itself by the time we get to uh, North America.
0: Uh, it's more likely the coyotes will eat them.
2: <laughs> but finding these recipes to actually make them work has been difficult. It's fun. It's challenging. It's infuriating. <laughs> but it's it's rewarding when you actually get to do it. And like the dessert that we made for the patron exclusive stuff. It's delicious. Super simple, but it's not fruit. I want fruit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so simple. And it's one of those kind of things that, like, when you make it, you're going to kind of laugh to yourself that it was like, why, why did we need a recipe for this? But it's, it's one of those kind of things to put in perspective that when there isn't a lot of fruit, there isn't a lot of other things you can do, and you want something sweet, you just compromise.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. We developed, our taste buds developed to taste sweet stuff. Because we like sweet stuff. And I have a problem with fruit. I really like fruit.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, one of the things that uh, we are going to post online for everyone to see, um, we made minced pies earlier. Mm -hmm. And he has been doing everything in his power to not eat them. And for those who don't know, minced pies are like apples and pears and orange, all mixed together in rum into this nice little saucy bit that goes into a pastry. Oh, it's...
2: I I want it now, (laughs) and I'm trying to, you know, not gorge myself on them tonight because I want to make them last all the way through uh, the holiday, but I I don't think I'm going to have that much willpower.
0: That's never going to happen. I guarantee it.
2: No, it's not, but (laughs) at least I can make believe it will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a fantasy. Yeah,
2: and this thing is that when you look at our recipes, the... Recipes, when we were in, in the Middle East and even into Asia, they were a lot more complex because we were able to get those ingredients to make them more complex. And as we've gotten further away from this side of the world, it has become more difficult, so to say. And that's why last week's recipe was literally kangaroo meat <laughs> and taro root and salt. And salt.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, the one big benefits of, like, when we were doing Asia and Middle East, they're on continents that are attached. What makes, like, Australia and stuff look more difficult is it's an island. I mean, a huge island, a continent for itself, but...
2: It's actually a continent.
0: It is a continent. So it's a separated continent. We'll go with that word. Yeah.
2: You still have to either fly or take a boat to get there. And at the end of the day, both of those things are very expensive to get foodstuffs, especially when you have to put all the effort into preserving them, either refrigeration or the salts that go into preserving it and then transporting it to make sure it's here and it doesn't get damaged. All that fun Mm -hmm. stuff makes it more expensive or just makes it non-existent.
0: Yeah, because that was one of the big things when we were doing the research for Australia was we expected some foods to be there because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just trade with nearby islands? Or if they came from those islands, have brought the seeds? And the answer is they just didn't.
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing is...
0: They might have tried. Well, when,
2: once you get into a boat and you've already spent more time trying to find a place to live than you would like to, once you find that place and it's got everything you need, why move? Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it may not have everything, but it's got what you need. It has calories. And at the end of the day, what more do you need to survive? shelter. But, you know, those are uh, secondaries. Well, not really water.
0: No, water's pretty critical. <laughs> yeah. He's a scientist. Um, so I guess the next big thing is, I was kind of shocked when we were looking through both Australia and New Zealand, the number of bug-related recipes. I'm not saying I'm opposed to trying them, but I don't think we have the resources to get the bugs to do any of it.
2: No, I don't know. We'd have to see what the bugs are. And... That's one of the things is as, you know, we as a species, you know, continue to move around, there's times that foods are scarce, but bugs are usually pretty prevalent. And they may not appeal to our appetite, but when you're hungry, just about anything will appeal to your appetite. So bugs have a lot of protein in them, and you just chow down on them.
0: Well, it's like a, there's a restaurant in Missouri that serves, like, cicada ice cream and things like that. So a true grasshopper kind of, <laughs> di- kind of dish. Um, but those are, I mean, like it's it's become more of a kind of a trendy thing. And I know a lot of uh, different, like, food, um, food scientists will claim that, like, it lowers the ecological cost on eating food and getting calories. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, it's protein. I personally would never eat a cicada ice cream. And it's not because I'm opposed to eating cicadas. It's just I love... Cicadas. I love the sound they make. I think that they're actually kind of cool to look at, and eating them just doesn't appeal to me. I, if I had the chance to try it, I probably would, but I avoided going into Missouri as much as possible, <laughs> even though m- my home city literally shares the same city.
0: As <laughs> I to say, and one half of his entire family is in Missouri.
2: Yeah, but you know, it, it's Missouri, and if you live in Missouri, I'm not sorry. Um, you, you probably think the same thing about Kansas, and rightfully so.
0: He's about to get Grandpa Simpson on here. <laughs> Grandpa, why is there only 49 stars?
2: Well, it would be a cold day in hell when I recognize Missouri as a state. <laughs> but bugs are not a- appealing. They are seen as something that is below us and that carry germs. But that's not necessarily true. They are a food source. There's It's a food source for some cultures still around the world to this day. And at the end of the day, when you need food, you will eat just about anything put in front of you.
0: I'm just always excited because I think of, like, the concept that people must have gone through. Like, oh, we're really hungry. There's a pretty nice-looking grub right there, which I get. When you're starving, you're going to eat whatever you can eat.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it evolutionarily, you know, we started off eating sticks and grubs. Yeah. And... It's something that it just kind as of, as we continue to evolve, we never really lost because we as a species have chosen survival.
0: <laughs> we kind of want to live. <laughs> we kind of
2: want to live. When we originally started looking at doing Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, we originally planned on going to each of the islands. And the problem is that, as we've covered, food is hard for us to get here. So I think that we're unfortunately going to have to do New Zealand, and we may look at doing Tasmania. It's still up in the air, but I think we're probably going to have to just move on to South America.
0: Yeah, it's it's become time.
2: Or you know, it's winter time here in Canada. There's a lot of snow. Well, not really right now. Um, it's been kind of weird. We got some snow, then it rained. And now we got no snow, but we're supposed to get snow. But either way, what we could do is actually just take and go from New Zealand down to Antarctica and just eat snow for a week.
0: I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, that would be very holiday-themed, though.
2: It, it, well, I don't know if it would be holiday-themed. <laughs> um, definitely would lose a little bit of weight that week.
0: I'm, I'm good. Yeah, so I'm, firm, I'm firmly in the camp that we're going to move on to South America.
2: I want to take and try to give everywhere else a fair shake. I want to see if we can make it work. Yeah. And if we can't, we can't. It's unfortunate, but due to our location, it's just not feasible.
0: Well, and one thing to note, we can always go back.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that we've learned quite a bit just doing this for, what, six months now. Yeah. Uh, we've learned a lot, and there are some things that we want to retry. And in the future, we might actually do a revisit of certain areas just to take and go, you know, we may have done something wrong in this recipe. Or we've decided that we didn't like the way this recipe was done. And we wanted to change it up with something else that that same area would have had. So there's a possibility we might be able to revisit the Australian subcontinent at some point. And if we can, great. But unfortunately, I think that we probably will have to go to South America, which I'm excited. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be so much easier to get the food. I mean, you get potatoes, you get tomatoes. You get corn. Well, corn's not until you get to Central.
0: Yes, but listen, I'm just thinking all North America. I'm so excited.
2: South America and North America are different I know, I know.
0: I'm just excited (laughs) to be back into the Americas.
2: Yeah, but we can get some of the, you know possibly a little bit of llama.
0: Yeah, I think there are potentially places that would.
2: Yeah, we might be able to take and find some llama. and But I want to give the other places a fair shake first.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep researching and see what we can do, but I have a feeling 2023 we're going to be in South America.
2: Oh. Yeah, and coming close to wrapping up this journey uh, around the world. Yeah. Because um, once we get through the Americas, we have to go over to Europe. Because we didn't really do anything in Europe. Uh, we started off in the Middle East and then just
0: yeah, we did, like we the kind of fer-
2: touched them <laughs> when we went to, uh, pla- like, Turkey.
0: We went to Greece.
2: Well, yeah, Greece.
0: Yeah, because we, we started with the Fertile Crescent and we kind of just, like, tiptoed over and then jumped back.
2: Yeah. So getting into Europe proper, it's going to be... Kind of nice. Um, unfortunately, most of the foods that they eat in Europe did come from the Fertile Crescent, or come from the Americas.
0: So it's 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 going to change it up quite a bit for us. Yeah. But it's going to be—I mean, I imagine it's going to be a lot of hazelnuts again.
2: Oh, I love hazelnuts <laughs> and fruit. Yeah, I, I know. I go on a lot about fruit. I'm yeah. going to have an apple after I'm done.
0: You should. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this week's is a shorter podcast, and we do hope you guys are enjoying all of this.
0: Yeah, let us know your thoughts, because I know we, we've been working on this for a while, and we have fun. But I would love to know if you guys are enjoying this. Yeah,
2: if you're able to get the foods. If you're, you know, in Australia, let us know if it's easy for you to get things like, what are they, bush tomatoes?
0: Yeah, like bush tomatoes.
2: Um... I mean, obviously, it's going to be easy for you to get them. But do you eat them?
0: Yeah. Or is it very much just an aboriginal kind yeah. of food now?
2: And if, if you do eat them, what do they taste like? Are they sweet? Are they bitter? Do they have a nutty taste on the end of the tongue? <laughs> <laughs> but we want to thank you guys. This year is wrapping up. We are going to continue doing what we're doing because we're home bodies and this is what we do.
0: Yeah. So there should be one more podcast before the end of the year, but then after that we're gonna be into twenty twenty three.
2: Yeah. Whole new year. Whole new me. Whole new year. Whole new me.
0: We're not changing at all.
2: <laughs> no, sadly. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys. We hope you do enjoy the holidays if you're celebrating. If you're not, I hope you enjoy your week and just take and eat some good food, no matter what. You do this week. Eat some good food.
0: Exactly. That's that's what our entire species depends on. Yeah. And I do have to ask, um, if you can, if you are liking this podcast, please go ahead and leave us, you know, a good review on whatever podcast service you're using, and make sure to subscribe. And if you want access to like the bonus recipes and stuff, check out our Patreon. It's under Saint Archaeology Co. Um, that's where you, of course, can a patron for only one dollar Canadian a month and we'd love to have you we have a great community we talk on discord and stuff it's all pretty good
2: so thank you guys
0: thanks bye hold
1: up